this is Health Naturally for our sponsor, Dennis Stewart's New Lambton Herbal Medicine Centre. We're going to talk a little bit more about the uh, Mediterranean diet today, but we're also very interested in your calls and questions. 49216216. And Deborah's rung in on Tingara Heights. And uh, sleep disturbance. Uh, it's not nice when your sleep's disturbed, is it, Deborah? No, it's not. <laughs> hello, Deborah. And it seems so much. Hello, Dennis. Um, just recently, probably over the years, I've had really great sleep habits, and mm-hmm. obviously having children that changes a little bit. Yes. But I'm 47 now, and yes. recently I'll go to bed, fall asleep, no problem, wake up, and then I just cannot get back to sleep. Now, is this um, caused by any um, flushing or any menopausal symptoms? I don't have any other menopausal symptoms. Good, just the insomnia. Um, yeah, well, and, and I, it was interesting because I twigged with the cardiovascular health component that you mentioned before. Yes, yes. I have heard that sleep disturbances and heart disease are also connected. So correct, I thought, correct. Hmm. Correct. Look, if it's just a, a matter of um, not being able to, to get a good night's sleep and there, are, mm. and there are no obvious contributing factors, I presume you're not under any great pressure or stress or anxiety. No. Okay. Look, no. it's always a, a good starting point to, to look at softer options for insomnia. And mm. uh, you've heard me talk on this program before about the, mm. uh, the South Pacific herb known as kava. Kava. K-A-V-A. Now, oh, okay, yes. Kava is a herb. Its botanical name is Piper methysticum. It's popularly used throughout the South Pacific for various purposes. Um, but, inter- mm. but interestingly, in correct dosage, it is a very useful agent to promote improvement in sleep. Now, I've proven this myself because I have used the herb myself, particularly when my dear mm. wife was having... Uh, a surgery years ago for a critical condition, um, I find, found it difficult to sleep. Carver helped me get a good night's sleep and allowed me to front up the next day to practice. So okay. it, it doesn't work for everyone, um, but it's worthwhile trying. The, uh, the dosage would be on the label, and my, yeah. my advice would be uh, to work towards a moderate dose initially and use it, use it at night initially only, say one or two tablets, depending on what the label says, prior to going to bed. I'd be surprised, okay. I'd be surprised, let me emphasise, I would be surprised if using Carver that way did not help you to have a more restful sleep. The only other thing, the only other thing that I would throw in, and this is perhaps based uh, more on sort of anecdotal information and more on traditional information, and that is a lot of the reading that I've done on the potential of honey indicates indicates that honey in large amounts, particularly prior to going to bed, does have some ability to to promote improvement in sleep. Now there have been a num- there have been a number of books written on honey, and the first one was written by an American doctor, Doctor Jarvis, who uh, wrote a book entitled Folk Medicine. And in that, he gave his experiences as a doctor working in Vermont in the U.S. And he noticed there that Vermonters had a great fondness for honey. And they used honey in multiple ways. But one of them was to promote improvement in sleep. And interestingly, uh, 50 or 60 years down the track, 
recent work on honey, particularly uh, by medical writers, uh, now are reiterating the same potential value. And I have had people both in my clinic and on this station mention that using honey, as I have suggested, has helped them. So if you're going to use the kava, and I say this to, to, to listeners generally, if you're going to use the kava, have some good quality unprocessed honey and take a tablespoonful of that with the kava. Have a go. Have a go and get <laughs> back into us. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have fun with that, Deborah. And uh, Clarissa's rung in from Maitland. Hello, Clarissa. We've talked to you before. Oh. Yes, we have. Hello, Clarissa. I, hello, Dennis. A few weeks ago, I won your pack. Oh, good. And I came, I came down to pick it up at um, the store. Yes. And I just wanted to tell you how wonderful I think it is. Well, there you go. That's very nice of you to ring in, Clarissa. I'll pass that on to my staff and I'll pass that on to the people that give us these gifts to give away. Thank you for ringing in. We appreciate it. And Steve from Lower Belford has rung that number with a problem with mucus, Steve. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hello, Steve. Hey, mate. Tell us about it. Well, I've had it for donkey's years, but mm-hmm. I've got something a few years back and sort of cleaned it up. Now, is it coming? Is it coming from your nasal or sinus area, or from your lungs? Uh, from the, my head, blow, Yeah. Okay. So you've got what we might call a waterlogged head. I'm bugger if I know, but <laughs> I tell you what drives your dotty. Okay. And and does it postnasally secrete? Does it run down the back of your throat? It can do if I'm laying down. Yeah. Okay. But you're producing a lot of it, and, and are you blowing your nose a lot? Uh, yes, and I've coughed up a lot of phlegm and okay, okay. tissues and okay. stuff. Look, I'll make a couple of simple recommendations. If you have a pencil and paper there, I'll tell you what you should try. None of these things are expensive and they're very, very safe. Now, right. to start with, there is a very old-fashioned mucus remedy that's used for upper respiratory tract congestion, and that is the herb fenugreek, F-E-N. G-R-E-E-K, fenugreek. It's, yeah. v- it's very readily available. You can either buy it as a crude herb or you can buy it in capsules or tablets. However way you take it, if you take it regularly, it may have the effect of causing drainage of the mucus and indeed lessening some of the inflammation in the upper respiratory tract that might be causing the problem. So to start yeah. with, go into your health food store, probably... In Cessnock, you're not far from Cessnock at Lower Belford, and see them there, good people there. I know the people that run the health food store in Cessnock. Talk to them about getting a preparation of fenugreek, principle number one. The second thing is there are a group of remedies known as tissue salts, tissue salts. They are what might be called a, a homeopathic way of prescribing various minerals that exist naturally in the body but where it is put forward that there is an imbalance or a disturbance in their level tissue salts can sometimes address a problem and one of the tissue salts that one would think of for addressing your mu- mucus problem is a, is known in latin as kalimur k a l i m u r which stands for potassium chloride kalimur and usually you will find an abbreviation beside it, such as 6X. Now, these are known as tissue salts, and they go back to the work 
of a Dr. Schuschler that was carried out at the end of the 19th century, and it, it has lingered on in medicine up until this day. And whilst it doesn't work for everyone, I have patients that swear by the benefits of using Schuschler's tissue salts, and particularly for congestion, Kaylee myrrh is the primary remedy to contemplate using. So as a starting base, I would suggest you use some fenugreek in whatever form you can get hold of and give it a good try, not just one or two days. These remedies need to be worked at at least for a couple of weeks to get a feel of how far they will take you and get on to Kaylee myrrh or potassium chloride as it's known in the, in the uh, tissue salt section. Give those two things a try before you do anything else. Get back to us in, say, a month. Let us know how you're going. And we, if you're not doing well, we can take it further than that. But there is an inexpensive way of addressing the problem. Oh, I really appreciate that because every time she used to duck in the chemist to get some, they give yourself a bloody cold and I've never had a cold. Correct, correct. <laughs> and I, I know exactly where you're coming from there. If it's any, if it's any uh, benefit to you, Fenugreek is known as a mucolytic remedy. That means in technical or medical terminology, it has the effect of breaking up and draining mucus as it occurs from the mucous membranes, particularly of the sinuses and of the lower respiratory tract. Give it a go. I'm sure it will help. And uh, all the best with that, Steve. Um, now, uh, Jean has rung in uh, from Melbourne, um, not just on 49216216, but with an O2 in front of it. Jean, uh, you've got a problem with dry lips. It certainly has been dry weather here, at least. Uh, yes. Uh, hello, Dennis. Hello, Jean. It's, yeah. Uh, it's my son. So he's uh, 15, and yes. uh, he always has dry lips, and uh, in some seasons gets worse. Yes. And, uh, you know, I always ask him to drink a lot of water, yes. and which, you know, he does, but he's only 15, so yes. he just yes. drinks when he's thirsty. Yes. And Look, at night, no. he will put a Vaseline, a lot of Vaseline on yes. his lip, try yes. to relieve it. Yes. Yes. Look, what I suggest you do, Jean, as a starting base, the, the, the boy's only young, so it's likely that this little problem will become less as he gets older. What I suggest you do is just use what's called honey ointment. Honey, yeah. Now, look, uh, if, if you contact the producer uh, at the end of the program, we'll send you a jar of honey ointment free of charge so that you can try that on your boy's lips. So at the end of this conversation, yeah. you, you hang on and we will get your Melbourne address and we will send to you free of charge my recommendation that you use honey ointment that I produce that I know will help this condition. You stay on the line. We'll get your details. We'll happily send it to you as a gift. And Alan, Alan, you've rung in from Singleton, and uh, you've got a question for Dennis. Hello, Alan. Hello, Dennis. How are you? I'm well indeed, Alan. How are you? I'm very well. Do good, you remember good. me from Warner's Bay? Oh, your voice sounds familiar, Alan. Tell yeah, me about I yourself. I bought that uh, full box of Jono's paint away. Oh, I do remember. I do remember. Yes, I, I do. A I had a couple of bouts in the ring in me day, remember? I remember, I remember well. Yes. <laughs> Mugs game, I call it. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we all do those things during our life, don't we, Alan? Uh, <laughs> I was only a young fella then. Yeah, well, we do we do crazy things as young people, yeah, don't bloody, we? <laughs> we're crazy, all right. <laughs> um, this um, stiff, sore and sorry, yes. 
we're battling to get it here in Singleton. I went in again this morning, last week, the week before. Yeah. And we're really battling to get it. And it's fine. It helps me terrific. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do for you. Yeah. We're going to send you a gift pack of Stiff, Sore and Sorry from the program, free of charge, and that'll get you started, mate. Yeah, it's terrific stuff. And I'll tell you, if you don't mind me saying what else is for, yep. like we got the farm and everything. Yes. And the horses with yes. a bad um, sprain on the leg. Yes. It's bloody terrific for that. I don't doubt that. Well, I mean, there's not much difference between us and horses, you know. <laughs> we've no, so, no, we've, we've all both. got the same muscles. But yeah, yeah, the, the, we the, both the, work hard. The, the, the two, oh, well, some of us do. The two, <laughs> the two, the two herbs in it, uh, capsicum and arnica, are yeah. remarkable remedies that uh, can be justified even to the cynics. But, Mate, uh, it's fantastic. Well, look, if you, in, in, if you go and talk to your your pharmacist i don't think you've got a health food store in in singleton now have you no no we got none now you, you used to have a beauty there i knew the lass she was a lovely lass but yeah. look if you can always pick it up yeah. in cessnock from from sally bowen's practice in cumberland street yeah i know Cessnock. Right? Yeah. you can easily get it from there but talk to your pharmacist yeah, and, and tell him that you're a morning. regular user and yep. he should be able to get it in for you and help the people in Singleton get yep. benefit from that product. But we'll make sure this goes to you as a gift, Alan. So at the end of our conversation, yep. you stay on because the lass at the desk will take your details and we'll get this away to you. Okay, Alan, you just stay on the line and uh, we will make sure that Sally gets the um, details, gets your details. Uh, 2NURFM's Health Naturally and uh, Jim has rung in 49216216 from Thornton and this is about your wife, Jim. She's got bursitis in her shoulder, is that right? Yeah, that's right and uh, she went to see the doctor and the doctor wants her to have a cortisone injection. She had them before for other things and it doesn't really work. She wants to find out that she can do something else. Okay. Has your wife responded well to, to steroid injections previously, uh Jim? No, no, she hasn't. Okay. Now, Look, last time she got a cortisone injection, it didn't work. It wasn't on okay. the shoulder, okay. something else. Look, look to be fair uh, to, to steroid injections, sometimes they do work remarkably well. So I'm, I'm not opposed to it, albeit um, if you're reluctant or if your wife is reluctant to go down that pathway, uh, you can look at a couple of other options to try to reduce the inflammation because bursitis is an inflammatory condition, and therefore we have to look at ways and means of reducing or seeking to reduce the inflammation. A couple of little things to do. The, the product that we've just mentioned, Stiff, Sore and Sorry, has a good reputation when topically used for this condition. That is, when it is applied and used for a number of days, after about four to five days, in very many cases there will be relief from the discomfort of the inflammatory condition. So it's a starting base. Get hold of some stiff, sore and sorry and use it. And let me just yep. say to listeners, you'll not get any benefit from that product, in my opinion, until you've been on it for about three, four or maybe five days. But when it kicks in, it'll kick in all right and you get some relief. Principle number one. Secondly, you should, you should try some of the natural anti-inflammatory agents that we've been talking about on the program frequently. So get us started on something like some curcumin, which is the extract of turmeric. Curcumin, yeah. C-U-R-C-U-M-I-N, curcumin, 
right? Yes, now, yes. It's, it's readily available in different preparations from your health food store. So um, try some of that, and in the right dosage, it, it's got a real possibility, particularly working with the topical agent and giving your wife a little bit of relief sufficient for her to work with the condition until it had subsided. I'd run that way. Curcumin is a modern, well-known, well-defined and pretty well-proven preparation. In fact, interestingly today, before the program, uh, one of the staff here mentioned that their GP had in fact recommended giving curcumin a go for an inflammatory condition. So it has got credibility. Try that and try the topical application. See how that goes. See if that can lessen your wife's need for a steroid injection, which let me say... I'm not opposed to. I've had steroid injections in my knee, and it's been the only thing that's allowed me to lecture. So, but try that first. And all the best with that. Um, we're moving to Cessnock now, and Margaret. And uh, it's all to do with a fatty liver that has nothing to do with alcohol. Is that right, Margaret? That's correct, yes. Hello, Margaret. Oh, hi. Um, okay. Um, your fatty liver has been medically diagnosed, obviously. And how how disturbed is your liver function? Are your enzymes significantly elevated? Well, I wasn't told. I was just told that I have a fatty liver. And uh, I actually actually have lesions on my back, which I've had for a couple of years. And I think it could be related to the fatty liver thing, but you'd know better. Um, I, I couldn't connect those immediately. I know a fair amount about fatty liver. Um, what well, I w- what I would say is that it is not always associated with alcohol ingestion at all. I see many people that have fatty liver who who have never touched a drop of alcohol. Um, what yeah. I w- what I would say is this: there are a number of herbs that are always worthwhile using uh, for this condition, and the leading one, the leading one, is the well-known herb St Mary's thistle. Now, yeah. its botanical name is Silibum marianum. And it is a, a well-known herb, uh, popularly used, by the way, and favourably used, particularly in Europe. And most of the uh, clinical and sensible and modern literature on the potential of St Mary's thistle for multiple liver conditions comes from Euro- European references. I've used for many years in my lecturing and practice a book by the great German uh, doctor and, and herbalist, Dr Rudolf Weiss, and uh, in his monograph on St Mary's thistle, he mentions its role to play in, in fatty liver conditions. So run it past your, your GP. That, well, I mean, you can get it easily from your health food store or pharmacy. You'd get it from Mark up there in, in, in Cessnock in the health food store. It's very safe. As far as I'm aware, it can't interact with anything else. Um, but of all the, uh, the, the so-called liver herbs that we talk about, uh, it would be the one that I would recommend you give a go. All right, and have it as a tea or to some? No, look, the, the best way of doing it is to use it in, in a modern form, and that is in a tableted form where you have a standardised <laughs> extract which gives you a standardised level of the active chemistry from the herb. So these days, uh, preparations of St Mary's thistle are mainly presented in a tablet or an encapsulated form. All right. I'll do that. See how you go. All the best with that, Margaret. And uh, we're moving to Beresfield. And Les has rung in with a question about IBS, also known as... Irritable bowel. <laughs> Hello, Les. Good 
I heard your programme last week and I tried to get in touch with you. Yes. I even sent an email and not got a reply. Oh, I'm just wondering, how do I go about getting in? What's the ratio of it? Of the, what was that again? So Of the uh, Slippery Almond, uh, the, what was the other one? Chamomile? Oh, yeah, chamomile. Okay, look, what I would suggest you do with your Slippery Elm um, is... Try to use the, the capsules of it first to start with because they're easy. And I had a dramatic case in my rooms yesterday at New Lambton where a gentleman who had been taking the capsules only for a month essentially said that it had changed his life, the use of Slippery Elm on the gut condition that he had. So get hold of the capsules. I think they'd be easier for you to take. And my suggestion is, my suggestion is that you start by using one capsule after each meal. Now, right, so you get them at the chemist, would you? you? You try your chemist, or try your health food store. There yeah, exactly. we're the health food store close to us. Where you're at Beresford. Beresford. Oh dear. Um, oh, let yeah, me see. I know. I tried to find okay. one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're certainly in places like um, Newcastle. If you go to to Westfield. There's Vit- Vitology at Warners Bay. Oh, no, I'd rather take the complaint than go there. <laughs> and with reference to the chamomile, it's best to use chamomile tea, which you can get in tea, oh, right. in tea bag form, and yep. you can make, say, three cups of chamomile tea a day. Yep. Use that in conjunction with your slippery elm capsules. I reckon you're going to get a benefit if you do that, Les. And uh, Laurie's rung in from Arcadia Vellner. Um, you've met something in the garden that hasn't agreed with you. Uh, not myself, my wife, actually. Oh, hello, Laurie. Good afternoon, Dennis. How are you? I'm well. Tell us about your wife's condition, Laurie. Well, two years ago, um, she was bitten in the, in the garden, mm. actually in the strawberry patch, mm. and um, by hook or by crook, nobody can heal it up. And... Um, it looks horrible. It looks as if all the flesh is being eaten away. Yes. And um, she's had steroid treatment, she's had blood tests, and they can't seem to find anything wrong. And I'm just wondering whether you may be able to help us. Look, it's a long shot, and anything I'm going to suggest now should be run past your medical managers. But from, from what you've told me, your, your wife seemingly has a, a lesion, uh, like is it a small ulcer? Um, it's like a very large ulcer. Okay, okay, that that helps me. What I would be suggesting, and you must run this past your medical managers because I, I can only give a, a couple of recommendations and I could be off the mark, but from what you've told me, I would be suggesting that you certainly try what's called honey ointment. Right? Now, honey ointment has always been my primary assault on, um, on slow-healing uh, ulcers, on deep ulcers that are, that are in fact threatening. I could talk about the topic all day, and the Milderma honey ointment is remarkable in many cases, not all, not all, but in addressing the stubborn, intractable, slow-healing, uh, recurring ulcerative conditions. Uh, you must think of honey and honey ointment as a starting base. Now, the other thing is, in in old-fashioned herbal medicine, well, let's face it, herbal medicine is old-fashioned, even though we dress it up in modern medical jargon, it is still an old-fashioned profession with old-fashioned terminology. And in the older days, um, herbalists used to talk about blood cleansers or blood purifiers, and they were herbs that were prescribed for treating chronic 
low-grade infections that, was, that would re- reassert themselves, flare up periodically. For instance, boils would be a good example of what older herbalists would use um, or, or talk about in, 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 uh, in, a, in using things like the blood purifiers. When you talk about your wife um, having this condition which flares, um, I would be suggesting that you think of the herb, the American herb known as Echinacea. E-C-H-I-N-A-C-E-A, Echinacea. It would probably be, in older herbal medicine terminology, probably the, the, the prince of blood purifying herbs that has a history reaching right back to the American Red Indians of being used to address things like bites that have been slow healing and in many cases life-threatening. Now, I know your wife's condition is not life-threatening and, and I certainly wouldn't want it to be, but echinacea is so profoundly regarded as being useful in these sorts of things, and I have proven the benefits of echinacea uh, for over 40 years, that I would suggest also you discuss with your GP, who may or may not know anything about it, uh, the use of echinacea so that he can monitor the condition, echinacea orally, honey ointment topically, now that's the way that I would be thinking about without having seen your wife's condition. That's the sort of recommendation I would make. Okay, thank you for that. Okay, thank you. Thank you for your call. Uh, Michael has rung in from Singleton, and uh, iron levels are up, and it sounds as though your liver's been diagnosed as being fatty as well. Hello, Michael. Hello, Dennis. How are you? Have you got yeah, he- I have ex- hemochromatosis, have, ex- have you? No, I, okay. I'm waiting for another result on that, but okay. um, I have had that test before and only had the okay. one gene, but, okay. but the doctor's been cautious and, and yeah. doing the, the, the test again. It looks, like However, a, it looks like a hemochromatosis condition to me, but never mind, you talk. I have got a fatty liver. Yes. And where your uh, iron levels are normally 250 to 350, yes. mine's 1300. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're, you're, you're obviously undergoing medical investigation. Yes, I am, but I thought there might be something herbal that I could use to look, try to reduce the level of iron. Look, I think it would be too simplistic for me to make mm. a recommenda- recommendation such as this. It sounds to me, and I come back to this point, that this this is hemochromatosis and that maybe you might need to have periodic bleeds, if you like, carried out by your doctor or specialist. But it, yeah. would, it would be better until you get clarity uh, not to make a recommendation because that could interfere even with the diagnosis or the management. If it was just straight-out fatty liver, uh, St Mary's thistle would be a recommendation. But you need to clarify uh, what the connection is and the contribution of uh, of the elevated iron level uh, to your liver problem. Do that before mm. you start uh, doing anything on the side, Michael. Okay, yeah, well, I have been tested before for yes. hemochromatosis. yes. And that was negative. Yeah. However, the, the GP says uh, they've got a better screening yes. method now. I, th- I think your GP's on the money. He knows what he's doing. Work with him on it, uh, and uh, I'm sure you'll get a result out of it. Yeah, best wishes with that. Now, Jenny has sent in an email, Dennis, um, and this is really for anybody who's around Singleton and oh, wanting to great, know where there's a health great. food shop. Look, Jenny's just mentioned for the sake of listeners that uh, there's a great health food store at Pender Place in Church Street, Maitland, and I know these dear people there, but they've been there for a long time, Jane. They run a good operation, 
and they've helped a lot of people over the years. So for, for listeners that battle to find a health food store, and tragically, Jane, many of the little health food stores are dying out. Mm. Uh, but Pender Place, the health food store there, uh, patronise it, they're good people, and they will be able to supply the things that we talk about on the radio. And uh, Rodney has rung in from Ellamore Vale. Um, Gord is a problem. Hello, Rodney. You have gastroesophageal reflux disease. Hello, Rodney. Oh, we've lost Rodney. We've lost him. He had Gord. Yes. Okay. Gord. We'll just talk about Gord. Yes. <laughs> I remember it was going up. It used to be a famous expression for Gord's sake. Yes. I don't know where that came from, but never mind. Gord is an abbreviation for what we might call reflux these days. Yes. And it is pretty well managed within the mainstream by using PPI inhibitors, they're known, proton pump inhibitors, which, in my opinion, when used wisely and preferably for short term, have a good potential to lessen uh, some of the symptoms of reflux, the scalding, the burning, the hyperacidity that that, uh, these, that condition presents itself with. There's been a bit of bad press recently about the, the, the long-term use of them, and I'm not a fan. I'll, I'm not a fan of the long-term use of it, albeit um, I'm not a medical practitioner. I, would, I could stand a contradiction on that. But... For those who have reservations about some of the modern medications, the suggestions that I make for reflux would be as follows. Uh, Principle number one, uh, seek to use uh, herbs such as slippery elm, which has a very, very protective effect on the gut wall. It, it, It provides a barrier that allows the inflamed or irritated gut wall to heal and be less affected. By, uh, by acid reflux conditions. Very, very useful herb slippery on for that purpose. The herb marshmallow, which is frequently combined with slippery herb, um, is also excellent for that, and I have used it in combination with slippery elm frequently. That's a starting base, but interestingly, uh, an English herbalist known as Frank Roberts, whose literature I've studied all my life and lectured from, a lovely herbalist, as many of the old English herbalists were, he recommended, and I've proven it to be correct, the English herb called meadowsweet. Meadowsweet, it's botanically known as Philippendula ulmeria, and in the British Herbal Pharmacopoeia, it's specifically recommended for what in older terminology was referred to as hyperacidity. We now refer to as acid reflux. So for people out there that are interested in trying softer medication, who have reservations about the PPIs, well, think about using the protective effect of slippery elm or marshmallow and the balancing anti-acidic effect of the herb meadowsweet available in capsules, liquid extract, or as a tea. Now, meadowsweet sounds to me as though it's ideal to talk about on the first day of spring. Oh, how about that, Jan? There's no doubt about you. You're on the ball. You're on the ball. Uh, and uh, just a message we've had from Ursula from Walls End who rang in to say uh, she's had or has experienced great relief for bursitis in shoulder osmo patches. Hello, Ursula. Oh, she's not actually. Oh, she's on the not line. there. Okay, it's yeah. um, interesting. I'm I'm not too familiar with that preparation, but but uh, we'll look into it. Okay, and uh, John has rung in from Elibana, and he's not on the line either, but he'd like to know where to obtain honey ointment. Any clue for that? John, you'd pick it up from the Warners Bay Health Food Store, the uh, Vitology Health Food Store at Warners Bay. Very good operation, 
they would uh, would stock uh, honey ointment, uh, the the preparation that that I swear by. And uh, so there, good luck. So there, I say. <laughs> That's just about bringing us to the end of Health Naturally And we shouldn't get a today. chance to talk about this fascinating topic. We of, will have to get to oh, your topic dear, next Jane. week. Hang in there, uh, listeners. We'll yeah. deal with it next week. We the Mediterranean will. diet and heart disease. And if you'd like to catch this program, again, you can do that on podcast. It'll be 2NURFM.com or through the 2NURFM app. And uh, you'll find Health Naturally Programs podcast there. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.